The following podcast is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. It should not be substituted for professional medical or psychological advice. Before beginning or changing a treatment plan, please consult your local healthcare professional. start your role with welcome back. Oh, I thought we could just say hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to biopsychosocial, no longer socially distant. We're recording together. Mm -hmm. As you can see, well, if you're watching the video of this, you can see. So we've decided that it would be fun to record video of us doing this podcast and put it up for patrons. They're called patrons. Patrons, yes. Yes. Actually, they're called biopsychosocialites when they subscribe to our Patreon. Yes. This is going to be an unedited version of the podcast released a few days before we normally release it. And we're going to set that at $3 a month. $3. That's so... It's like a cold brew with cold foam at Dunkin'. Yeah. You can... (laughs) You millennials (laughs) can give up one of your cold brews and your avocado and toast. toast and subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> subscribe on Patreon to our the podcast. podcast. Yes. The podcast itself, it's free. But if you want to see our faces, which I'm, who wouldn't? Right. And we decided to wear matching farmer chic. Yes. Uh, today. Yes. This is, this is a Coleman. I got it in the men's section of TJ Maxx. And I have overalls from Old Navy, I think. Sponsor us, Old Navy and TJ Maxx. This is what you want for your brands, isn't it? This is weird to like look at myself talking. I know, I know. I'm like, I'm trying not to pose. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about today? Well, what we're talking about today is. Do you, you want, want you want to show that? <laughs> <laughs> just just read it? That's it. That's it. All right, you have to. If you can't, if you're not watching this, and you can't read Jordan's notes. You're shit out of luck. You're just in trouble. You're just Sorry. in trouble. This is actually all of. I've used the same legal pad uh, since the anthill kid gang. Yeah, I decided um, for this one, I wanted to go back to using my phone because it was easier. I was just lounging on the couch watching the documentary and. I was too. I was too. I was watching it on uh, which. So today, well, let's let's say what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about Darley Routier. Uh, she was a woman. Well, we'll we'll get into that. Um, but she was a woman, though. She was a woman. <laughs> Still is. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you watch for documentary? I watched the 2020 documentary. So did I. Yeah. So did I. I was actually going to watch, I completely forgot about it until we sat down to record, but there mm-hmm. was a video on YouTube by Dr. I think it's Grande, no relation to Ariana, who is a, a psychologist who, I don't know, he made a video about Darlie Routier, but that I was going to watch, but I didn't. So I shouldn't have brought it up because I don't have any information it. for you on it, but. This, uh, the last, it was the last offense 2020 special, uh, and it came out in 2019. It is available on YouTube. I watched it on the ABC app for my TV. Oh, that was free. I think it was free. Yeah, it was free. If you get a bill, well, no, it was not free. <laughs> I guess so. And my, my Google Docs saved it as darker routier. Darker. 
Dar- yeah, Dar- I think I think we typo. I think you typoed it like when we were doing the episode. It's like an easy one to fat. It's an easy one to fat finger. I am, my penmanship is so terrible. It looks like rodier. <laughs> you know what you meant. I know. Yes, no one sees this besides me unless we auction this off, which who who wouldn't want that? I know. I know, right? All right, so this was, so apparently 1996 was a rough year for murders because that was the year JonBenet Ramsey was killed. Right, wasn't it the year after What's-Her-Face drowned her kids in the car? Susan Smith, yeah. Yeah. Yep, because that came up in the documentary too because- I think, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I was going to, yeah, that came up in the documentary about Darker Routier. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's probably worth noting, well, yeah, I mean, it's probably worth noting that this was a period of time before we were acknowledging postpartum depression and the impacts that that had. Not that that excuses anyone killing their children, but that definitely, nobody talked about it. It wasn't treated. I don't even know that it had a diagnosis in the early 90s or definitely not before then. No. And I, th- I think that's what was going on with Susan Smith. Uh, yes, I believe so. I'm getting my wires crossed because I also watched the Fundy Fridays on, Quiver- on Quiverful. I just watched it too. Jen, if yeah, you're hearing Jen. this, which you're not, call us. Call us. We love you. And your makeup always looks great. Yes. Fuck the haters. Uh, so yeah, so I was I I thought I was getting my wires crossed with Andrea Yates, but I do think there was postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis with Susan Smith as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. This took place in June 6, 1996, two days before my birthday. No. How dare they? I know, rude. How old were you turning? I was gonna be six. I, I was gonna be seven the following month. Yes. Yes, rude. And Darlie Routier, who was a stay-at-home mom in Texas, and I'm regretting not writing down the town in Texas because I said, I'll remember. I didn't. Darlie Routier lived with her husband, Darren, and they were one of those families that gave everybody the first letter of their name. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even... Well, because I didn't write down what her husband's name was, so I didn't realize that. Darren. His name was... His name is Darren. Darren's a pretty stand-up guy. I like Darren. I like Darren, too. He was in the the episode. He was very nice. So Darlie and Darren had Devin, who was six, Damon, who was five, and Drake, who was seven months. Okay. It's a lot of Ds. Three boys. Three boys. God bless. God bless. School had just gone out, and Darlie was sleeping downstairs with the two older boys Devin and Damon. I used to do that when I was a kid. It was like fun to sleep in the living room. Yeah. Now we, I, we used to, when I was growing up, we had a, like a, well, a sofa bed, but we called it the pullout couch, I guess. I guess, yeah, yeah I guess a lot of people call it that. I used to, I call it a pullout couch. I don't know if that's a regional thing. And um, we would have like, we would rent a movie mm-hmm. and my sister and I would sleep downstairs, which I wouldn't do unless my sister was there because I was scared. Yeah. Um, and also that's how I remember watching Silence of the Lambs the first time when I was probably way too young to watch <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. You watched a lot of things that you were too young to do, and so did I, but that's... Well, I remember my mom sitting with us while we watched it, because it's one of her favorite movies. So she was like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's, and it's a good movie, too. It's not... I, it's, like, scary, but it's not gory. It's a little a bit little gory, little but it leaves a lot gory. to the imagination. It does. It's a psychological thriller, so which is even worse. Oh, look at you. All right. Listen, webcam queen. Um, <laughs> Kayla's overalls just fell off, revealing her sweater. Yeah, uh, I have a long sleeve shirt on under yes. them. 
So they were sleeping downstairs. Um, little background. So Darlie was a stay-at-home mom, described as doting, caring, fun-loving. They were just a happy, happy little family. Darren owned an electric company and was doing quite well for himself. And they had just built a new home for $130,000, which is triggering and rude. Um, I actually looked it up and I think that in today's money is somewhere around $250,000, which honestly, it's, the house is huge. That house is huge. Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. And so I, I feel like today that would probably be like three quarters of a million dollars. It would be three quarters of 250000 would be a steal. <laughs> yes, it would be. But also I have to realize, so we're in the New England area and everything is really expensive. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know if downside because they're in Texas. I don't know if it was cheaper. That's true. But yeah. now, yeah, didn't like all the prices of the houses go up in Waco because of Chip and Joanna. Oh, maybe. Which is rude. So anyway, so happy, normal family, no issues with mental illness. Not saying that only mentally ill people do terrible things, but overall happy, normal stuff. So they're sleeping downstairs and Darley wakes up to Damon, her younger son, uh, woke her up. Mm-hmm. And Darley said she saw a man leaving via the kitchen. So they were in the living room and the kitchen was that away. Like we saw the layout of the house. The kitchen was that away. Behind, right? I thought it like the house like kind of went this way. That way? Oh, okay. That way. Leaving via the kitchen. Uh, she went toward him. You know, who, who are you? Why are you in my house? Uh, Big mama bear energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Saw a bloody knife on the ground, picked up aforementioned bloody knife, and then saw that Devin, her older, was hurt. So she realized that both her children were hurt. Uh, so she screams for her husband mm-hmm. and calls 911. 911 tape was played and she just sounds, you know, devastated. You know, something's wrong with my babies. Get here quick. And I was mentally co- comparing it to other 911 calls that I've heard before. So for example, the John Bonet Ramsey one mm-hmm. where Patty, right? Is, Patsy. Is Patsy sounded pretty calm for the yeah. situation, given the situation, which like, I mean, people do lots of different things when they're in shock. Sure. But um, I, I felt like the call from Darley to 911 sounded very genuine. Like it, yeah, it was frantic. I wouldn't have questioned it if I no, heard it. No, 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 well, no. I feel like you can kind of tell when someone's acting or playing it up Yeah, a bit. no, she sounded horrified. And, and she was, by, and by all accounts, she was. So Darren does CPR on, I believe, Devin. And he, you know, blew air into his mouth and the air just came out. So he was obviously stabbed, lungs were punctured. So there was no airflow, mm-hmm. uh, which had, had to be horrifying. Uh, and Damon was unresponsive. So 911 uh, EMS arrives and are taken to the hospital. Damon, um, the younger son, is unfortunately dead on arrival. So he did not live. He died in the ambulance. He did not survive to the hospital. And they didn't specify. Uh, Devin died soon, died soon thereafter. Yes. Um, and Darley uh, was injured as well. She had, uh, she had a stab slash on her right forearm right forearm. Didn't it go, go down to the bone? Too? Yes. That what they yep. said? Yeah. Bone was exposed and across her throat, missing her artery by 
millimeters, which uh, people always say that either it hits your artery or it doesn't. There's not yeah, a lot of, yeah. yeah and it's not going to miss it by a heck of a lot. We don't have a lot of play here. Yeah. Yeah. If you say it missed your artery by 10 feet because you got stabbed over here. Yeah, because you got stabbed like outside on the grass or something. The grass was stabbed. So the grass was stabbed. <laughs> they were like, well, artery by 30 feet. Evidence. So, so Darley survives from her injuries. They thought she was going to die. She got pretty hurt as well. And the fact that she got up and like called nine one one and oh well, that was, that was probably yeah. pure adrenaline. Oh yeah, I of mean, course it is. Especially seeing her kids in that state, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no fooling. The evidence at the house, you know, the police go back to the house. They find a cut screen in the garage, glass, cut glass everywhere, blood everywhere. Darley was only able to, I never understand why, like, they go into the hospital room after somebody has been injured and, like, says, what'd you see? And they're like, things. I don't know. They're like, sir, I I am barely alive right now. Can you come back at a different time? Mm-hmm. Bring me some jello on your way out. Yes, clears. Every so patient. They, we forgot to say she also, um, they showed a picture of it. She was bruised. Oh, yeah. Like, from her elbow all the way down to her armpit it was just one like blue and purple yeah because she because probably was yeah probably because she bled out so much and the blood settled yeah ow this is why we've decided that if we ever come across some sort of carnage that i will handle the medical stuff you will call 911 yes (laughs) and keep everybody calm I do really well in those situations too. I mean, you like do. calling 911 and directing people. I don't do well with like the bodily things happening. I like, I, I realize this. I call 911 all the time mm-hmm. at work and stuff. You know, I have to, you know, in my employment, I don't even think about it. Yeah, why would you? No, I remember when I was younger, somebody had to call 911 once. I like, I think I was like in middle school and I was like, what was it like? Like, what is it like? What is it? Because you don't know. Like, yeah, they just say, you know, 911, what's the location of your emergency? Mm -hmm. Finally, they finally have, because I would have to go through every last thing, they would say, is this call as a result of an assessment by a healthcare provider? And I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, let's skip this. Yeah. The same thing with making a report to DCF. It's like you do it once or twice and you know all the questions that they're going to ask. So. Mm I mean, sometimes you'll get like a worker that's really spicy, but. (laughs) And then you're like, talk to me. I talk back. Yeah. And you were also very spicy. Like, ma'am, what do you want me to tell you? I don't have that information. I I, don't Yeah, I don't know. Isn't it your job to figure that out? Not mine. Do you see if you're all doing God's work? I'm very sorry. (laughs) Well, some of them. Some of them. Yes. Anyways, we digress. We digress. Where So she bruised up and then Darley said, "I, I saw someone in black clothes leaving the house. So I think she said it was a white male. White male. Yep. Large white male. Um, and initially, Darley was really well supported. You know, they mm-hmm. wanted to find out what was wrong. They wanted to solve this case. They wanted her to recover. So she eventually did leave the hospital. She survived her injuries. And do you want to talk about what happens next? Or do you want me to? Well, I don't know what happens next. I don't know. Where- <laughs> uh, one week later, it would have been Devin's seventh birthday. Right. So they go to the grave site, Devin's grave site, and they have like, it's like half funeral, half memorial service celebration of life to celebrate his birthday. And I remember when this happened. Yeah. Because, okay, I'll just say, um, she sprayed silly string all over the grave, right? So they brought like toys and balloons as you would for a child's birthday. And he loved silly string. So they sprayed it all over the place. 
And I remember there was a lot of pearl clutching about this um, when it happened, like from mm-hmm. the general public. And I remember hearing about it and being like, what's the big deal? It's just silly string. Like I love silly string. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. And so the people that they interview in the documentary take a lot of offense to this for whatever they're like well she's obviously not that upset if she's spraying silly string as though it would have been different if she was what like blowing bubbles or something like that like what yeah and because she was chewing gum oh yeah god forbid god forbid innocent people don't chew gum (laughs) yeah your your breath never should smell again and so this was like a big this was a big turning point in the case it shouldn't have been it was a big turning point in the case it reminded me when our uh, reminded me of our of our darling Glennon Doyle uh, mm-hmm. talking about the world loves a sad woman, mm-hmm. the world does not like a successful woman or a happy woman. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> and I'm not they... saying she was happy by any stretch of the imagination. Right, right, right. She was devastated. We know that she was devastated, but grief's complicated. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's not like she's had practice mourning children before. No, no. And the people that are judging her, uh, thankfully, and I am happy about this, are likely talking about losing their child in, in the in abstract. Th- in theory, yeah. In the, in the theory, in the abstract. Like. No. And if you have, you're, you know, my, my heart goes out to you and do whatever, do whatever the hell you need to do. I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to support you and I'll go to Target for you. Didn't they arrest her like when she was released from the hospital? Um, Shortly thereafter. So it was a week after that the, the silly the silly string gate, you know, 1996 happened. <laughs> Ridiculous. And then they took her in for questioning and arrested her right there. Arrested her. Yeah. And she, I think she, I wrote down the biggest lie from the police is that innocent people don't need attorneys. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. If you get called in for questioning, lawyer up and shut up. Yep. Because... The police are not, they want the case solved, even if that means putting an innocent person in prison. That is correct. Always have a lawyer present. Don't answer a damn thing without a lawyer. A cab. No, just kidding. What? <laughs> I said A cab. All <laughs> cops are buttheads. <laughs> also, yes, no, I don't know. Those there you are go. Your, yeah. Those are your three answers. So the police stated, her wounds were self-inflicted. Yeah, I definitely, okay. Yeah, I would totally cut myself down to the bone, slash my neck, and then attend to my children, who I've already murdered, or attempted to murder. I can barely rip, I, I did a charcoal peel-off mask today. <laughs> I could barely do it. Please, when I go to the hospital and they put the, the what is it called? An IV? Yeah, the IV in. I can't, I can't, I have to keep my arm straight, because if I can feel it, in my arm, it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's you know it's plastic, right? You know that it is plastic. It is. Is that supposed to help? It's not. People think it's an actual needle in their arm. Oh, that makes it worse for me. It's mendable plastic it needle. So, but it is. It's a creepy. It's a creepy, funky, donkey sensation. So I definitely wouldn't be able to do any of those things that they're accusing her of doing. I, I mean, I, maybe she could. I don't know, but I doubt she, it. I d- I doubt it. That just I. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, yeah, peel off mask. Yeah, when I, yeah, ripping off a mustache. Wha- yeah. I, uh-uh. So, so they said that her wounds were self-inflicted. And then what was going on? It's always worth mentioning what is going on in the world 
like Rod, you know, the stabbing of Rodney King, um, the murder of Rodney King and the, not the murder. Rodney King didn't get murdered, right? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> the Rodney King case. The Rodney King case. No, he did not get murdered. No. Um, so it happened right along OJ Simpson trial. Um, Susan Smith, who we briefly mentioned at the beginning. Now that I think about it, I was probably wearing an outfit very similar to this when I was seven years old. Well, this is all going I probably was too. <laughs> my Oshkosh Bagosh jeans. Oh, I loved loved me some Oshkosh. I had purple Oshkosh with flowers. On oh, them. that's cute. Yeah, overalls. Yeah, when I was really little. And a little bow on top of my head. Yes, so the, Su- the Susan Smith case happened. Uh-huh. So she... She had lied about a black man kidnapping her children, of course. She lied about a black man kidnapping her children mm-hmm. when what actually happened was she murdered them by pushing her car into a pond with them strapped to the seats inside. Uh, there were, I think she had three. I thought it was two. Two or three boys. Yeah. Too many. Too many to be doing that, too. So, yeah, they were essentially yeah. trying to compare it to the Susan Smith case, and they were like, well, she was lying about everything. And her husband is like, there's no way the screams from that I heard. Yeah. There's no way that the reaction on the 911 call is fake. There's no way. And, and her and- wounds, her wounds, they made a big deal about it. I was yes. thinking about this. Her wounds were superficial, which they weren't. She was down to the bone. Right. You know, why did they kill the boys and not her? You have smaller humans. Yeah. Yeah. Probably with less force as well. Right. Or if yeah. you use the same amount of force, you're going to cause more damage. To the little ones. Correct. So, you know, and then, you know, the, all the footage hit the airwaves about, you know, with her spraying the silly string and singing happy birthday. And then people lost their minds because we have, a, we as a society have so many thoughts about motherhood. That's what I was going to say is that the people that knew her were very quick to come to her defense. They were like, yes. there's no way in hell. No, 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 no. Which is, I mean, I guess that's not s- strange, but it seemed like across the board, people supported her. It seems like, yeah, it does seem like it too. And, you know, the people that aren't supporting her are being paid to not being, you know, being the prosecution. Yeah, the prosecution. Yeah. Yeah. And Darlie, even in her interview, she said, if I did it, I'd admit it. Mm -hmm. I'd admit it. She goes, I'm a mother. I could not live with myself, which shows the internalized, you know, stuff about motherhood that uh, is bred into all of us. So we are in Texas. So the death penalty was asked for because, of course, it was. They so the all right, so they're asking for the death penalty, and they gave I didn't know this, uh, they only had six months to prepare for trial. And usually, a death penalty trial is a like a year and a year to a year and a half, which makes sense, but I wouldn't know that. But when they said that, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And they said Darley's wounds appeared to be defensive, Mm -hmm. which I I would say so. And also, she could have more instinctively fought back. What do you mean? Like the boys were, the boys could have been still, you know, the, not much was said, like if she was awake or if she was asleep, but if somebody was coming at you when Uh you were sleeping, I feel like as an adult, I would be more combative than a child. Oh yeah. 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 Um, They could have been deep, you know, cause she's light sleeper, mom ears, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. I do remember somebody like I was in high school and a friend of mine, like put their face really close to mine when I was sleeping, like as a joke. And I punched her right in the face. (laughs) (gasps) No. It was, obviously, it wasn't you. Uh, it wasn't me. I never, got, I never got punched in the face by anyone. No. Which is a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, punched I, I felt bad when I woke up, but I just knew that something was really close to me and I, you know, and I fought back. So anyway, anyway, we digress. 
So the wounds look defensive. The DA said the wounds were superficial, which I don't think they were. Uh, down to the bone is not a superficial wound. Thank you. Dar- and said that Darley staged the whole crime scene. That genius. I mean, like, I, like, how hard do these people think we, how hard do these people think we want to work? Uh, they said the screen didn't look like anybody could fit through it. The screen was as big as his desk. Oh, yeah, it was huge. It was huge. Yeah, they like, went husband over, walked through it. In the documentary, they went, like, step by step. Yeah, they the did. It was prosecutions. Cool. Like, what their points as to why she was guilty. They said that the mulch was undisturbed in front of the window, but it, like, wasn't in front of the window. Do you know what makes me irrationally angry? Why? When people call it mulch. Mulch? Mulch. It's, it's mulch. Mulch. Like, chicken. You wouldn't say chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I hate... So I go mulch, mulch shopping every year. I get mansplained every time I go mulch shopping by myself. You're like, sir, just give me the cedar tips and I'll leave. No, I I had a guy follow me to my car once to help me put my stuff in. And I'm like, I didn't, sir, I didn't ask for this. Yeah, so I go on Memorial Day every year because you can get mulch for $2 a bag. And I buy 15 bags of mulch. So I'm throwing it onto the pallet and I spend $30. And yeah. And they're like, that's all for you, little lady. No. That used to happen to me all the time when I worked at a big box home improvement store. I remember I was carrying a sledgehammer back to like putting it back on the shelf. Yes. And some random male customer stopped me and was like, do you want me to help you with that? And I would just be like, do you really want to say that to me when I have a sledgehammer? Um, and we also always got the, um, I want to talk to a man and I'd be like, okay, good luck finding one. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh God. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I get every time I go to a, yeah. Every time I go to a home improvement store, I get bothered way more than I should. Some bullshit. It's some bullshit. Just over some mulch. Mulch. Just sell me the mulch. Not mulch. the red. Hate red mulch. Yeah. I like the brown. Because mm-hmm. I have green shutters. Anyway, anyway, we so the mulch was undisturbed, and the dust on the windowsill was undisturbed as well. And then it was the so funny. Dust. It was so funny when they showed they showed like a video of a guy going in through the slit uh, in the screen, and it's on the on level with the both the ground and the floor, mm-hmm. and all he does is just like extend his leg over and like go through without touching. Anything. Like anything yeah he could have like it could have been electric you wouldn't have gotten electrocuted <laughs> yes. um and the mulch the mulch was like six or seven feet away it wasn't even under the yeah, window the mulch was in oklahoma it was the neighbor's mulch yes oh and it was another case of police being unexperienced with murder mm-hmm. yeah they were just real texas about it um they found in, in, in terms of actual evidence, there was a bloody, you know, bloody fingerprints near the murder scene that didn't match anybody in the house. It's like, okay, a whole bunch yeah. of people who didn't live there were there, including the first responders. Yeah, that's true. I would be hoping that it might, they would be wearing gloves, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, been a murderer. The fingerprint, wasn't the fingerprint like one of the first, or one of the last things that they either talked about or discovered. I can't remember. I think, no, the freaking sock. Oh, the goddamn sock. The goddamn sock. Um, They did talk about, there were like bloody footprints. And I think those were Darlie's feet. It could have been. Yeah, I Um, I don't remember. 
but on top of the bloody f- footprints, there was broken glass. But they were like, oh, that's where they brought up the first responders. It's like the first thing that you're supposed to do, even if it's an active crime scene, is save lives. So they come in. They're not thinking about, oh, God, we got to be careful. They're thinking yeah. about how do we save these children and this woman? Yeah. So it could have been just one of them like hit a glass and it fell on the ground. Or did floor. they bust the door open? Or that. They had to break a window because, you know, you're not thinking, you know, oh, let me unlock this door. Real <laughs> right, quick. Let me be very delicate. <laughs> no. no, you're not, you know, you're not thinking that. So it could have been a million and one things or someone bumped into something. It could have been whatever. So the theory was mm-hmm. that it was a botched bur- burglary, burglary, bur- burglary, mm-hmm. because one of the cars was like in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. They the didn't have any cars there. Out. Yeah. Right. So there were no cars at the house. So it looked vacant. Yeah. So they thought, and the neighbor, I think a, a few days before, uh, reported a suspicious black car to the police, which the police never followed up on. Yeah. But so there was just this random car circling around the neighborhood. They could have been case in the place. Oh, and then the freaking sock. So they found a bloody sock, and I wrote it down, 75 yards away from the house. There was a sock yes. from the routier house covered in blood. 75 feet away from the crime scene. Right. So there was like an alley behind the house and it was yeah. not like behind the house. It was behind the house and down a ways. Yeah. In the alley. So the police think Darley planted it. I actually wrote a little listy. Okay. Of all list. the things that this is what the police that allegedly she did according to the, according to the prosecution. Ahem. So she staged the crime scene. So she broke all the glass, cut the slit in the window. From the outside. From the outside. So she walked her fanny outside, slit the window, Mm -hmm. turned around and went back inside because they're saying nobody went through the door. So she wouldn't have even made her life a little bit easier and hiked in the house. So she slit that, walked back back into the house, stabbed, oh, um, um, went into the kitchen, got a knife. Knocked fuck all over, uh-huh. stabbed her children, got herself a sock, covered the sock in blood. In their blood. In their blood. Right. Didn't go back out through the back door that she had the slit on, walked out the front door, ran 75, 75 yards, yards. Which is 75 yards there and back. So 150 no, feet of football yeah. fields and a half. Yep. Yep. Ran. Yep. So ran back. Slit her own throat, slit her own throat, slit her her arms, slashed her arms, slashed her shoulder, got more blood everywhere Mm -hmm. because her blood had to be everywhere too. And then called 911 before her boys died. And the, one of the first responders noted that between the stabbing and them arriving there, one of the boys would have had about eight minutes Mm -hmm. to live. And they, I think they got there within six minutes. Yeah. So how would she have stabbed him and done all of those things and called 911 mm-hmm. in six minutes? I was thinking this might be ridiculous. We should have me do it because I'm the runner. <laughs> like how yeah, long- she wasn't though. That, so we should have me do it. We should have us both do it and see how good. There's no way. No, there's no way. And it's the middle of the night. Yes. And I think it's important, too, that these houses were so close that you could, like, hand your neighbor toilet paper when they're out on the shitter. <laughs> so somebody would have like, what's Darlie doing out there <laughs> so late at night? Well, maybe she did that, put on the Benny Hill music, and that made her go fast. 
it's not that it's not on my running mix. So what the fuck? <laughs> I have one question. What the fuck? They, so during the trial, they allowed uh, character evidence, which, which is typically not admitted because it's so powerful and irrelevant. And they did this because the state could not come up with a motive. No. So originally they had said, well, she killed her children for the insurance payout, but their life insurance combined would have only netted her $10,000, whereas her husband was worth $800,000. Oh yeah, kill him. So it would have been, well, it would have been more beneficial for her to kill him. And they also brought up the fact that she was very, she wasn't a partier. She wasn't a partier, but they were like, well, her children were slowing down her lifestyle. So she went, oh, because the company was like something about they were, they weren't doing well financially. And so they were like, well, her children are adding to that financial burden, but they're like, okay, well, why didn't she kill her newborn baby then? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Well, he was a few months old. He wasn't newborn. They essentially were like, Darlie is evil because she got breast implants. Who gives a shit? I thought that sexism and puritanical values were very helpful here in the in the prosecution's mm-hmm. perspective. She wore flashy clothes. Like, okay, and? So what? They were like, well, it brings suspicion. How? <laughs> well, I know plenty of murderers that are not snappy dressers. So Dolly Parton, very suspicious. We need to protect her. It's been a rough year already. They also found a random bread knife with fiberglass and rubber particles. And the de- the defense was like, this was devastating to us. But they also were like, well, it could be because the I guess the screen had fiberglass and rubber yeah. on it. So they're like, oh, that she used this to cut the screen and then put it back. But they were also talking about like cross-contamination because they were uh, dusting the sill and the, the window mm-hmm. and then dusting things in the kitchen, of course, for fingerprints. And so it could have just been like, it was a few particles too that they found on this knife. So it could have been cross-contamination. Like they didn't have any solid proof that this, you or know, also, used. am I the only person that's used a butter knife for non-food things? Like, you know, to, Oh yeah, definitely. To unjam a door. They also brought up when she made the 911 call, if you take it out of context, she makes a comment about fingerprints because she had touched the murder weapon. Yeah. But if you put the context back in, the dispatcher was like, don't touch anything. Like, it's a crime scene. Don't touch anything. And, and so like, she oh starts freaking out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I touched, I touched the, the knife. knife. Does that mean we won't be able to catch him? Like, that's what oh. she was worried about. Uh, she wasn't like, oh, man, it's my fault. It's my fingerprints. It's- no, she was like, oh, because I, who wouldn't do that? It's like. Right. I would freak out, too. I like open the oven half the time and forget a mitt and almost burn my hand off (laughs) pulling out mozzarella sticks. Like what the hell? So she, I think she was guilty in the court of public opinion and it earned her a death sentence because she was found guilty. Yeah. Which, um, and you and I think everybody did it. So that juror that they keep interviewing named Carrie, (laughs) Carrie is like, well, I thought the birthday party was disgusting. (laughs) I was like, okay, so she should get the death penalty. Let's put Carrie on trial. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Weird. All right. Weird. Weird. It we, made yeah. well, it made me think of that. Not that I'm a religious person, but it made me think of that Bible verse, like before you cast the first stone. Well, that, but before you pull out the speck of dust in your yeah. neighbor's eye, make sure that you don't have a log yeah. in your own. Right? Because like we're I'm sure Carrie does not have a clean record. I'm sure she used to lose string at some point in her life. Yeah, or did something like in, like, or did something in 
not poor taste, because I don't even think it was in poor taste, but it something that other people might have been judgmental about that she was just doing because she was enjoying it. Yeah. Dressing and, a certain way. And that's like how she wanted, how she needed to honor her kids. That's what she needed right. to do for her grief. You know, it's. And I thought, well, so her, um, her case, I don't know if you read about this, but her case was picked up by the Innocence Project pretty recently. Yes, I did see that. And somebody, I don't remember who it was that they interviewed. Somebody from, it was a woman from some organization that was helping her. But they said, that woman said, um, it's a double-edged sword for women. So if you t- show too much emotion, you're acting. And if you show not enough emotion, you're cold. And so what applies for the rest of the world applies in the courtroom for women, apparently. Like, we can't win. So Darlene, is is she's, she's still on death row? Is she, it was her commuted. I don't think it was, it still said, I looked on Wikipedia because, you know, and it still said she was getting the death penalty. Yeah. I don't, I think Texas still has the death penalty. Of course they do. It's Texas. Right. Uh, They're pro-choice, but, or I'm not (laughs) pro-choice. Of course they're not. They are pro-life, except when it comes to the death penalty. (laughs) I, I never, ever, ever understood that. Anyways, that's like a whole other conversation. That's another have. story for another day. And then we got Kyle Rittenhouse having the snotty snot sobbies on the witness stand. If I ever get called over emotional one more time, I'm going to call the police. Where did I see this the other day that someone, somebody had made like a meme or something like that of, maybe it was on Reddit. It was Kyle Rittenhouse and Greta Thunberg. Apparently they share a birthday, which is unfortunate for Greta. Yeah. Um, I share one with Kanye. I feel but like it, Oh, but it was it was that meme from the Joker where it was like she was crazy and she was his queen, <laughs> and so it was supposed to look like they were a couple or something. I was like, is this serious? Is somebody shipping Kyle Rittenhouse and Greta Thunberg? <laughs> so creepy. Ugh. Anyways, random question time. Yes. What was your AIM screen name? Uptown Girl Eight Five Three. I had so many of them. They changed with my mood. I remember, uh, I'm not going to say my most recent one because it's a still a screen name that I use a lot, but um, I had Bury Me in Red, I think. Bury I was still in your red. Bury, Or was it black? Yeah. Bury me it in was red. Bury Me in Red. Gutterflower was another one. That was a Goo Goo Doll song. Bury Me in Black was, or Red was My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. That's the, the only ones I remember because it was like XO Barry. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I always I stuck with Uptown Girl 853 because I stuck with that one. I love that screen name. Oh, God, I do not miss AIM. You know what I was thinking about the other day when they had that code where you put percent N in your profile? Uh huh. And you could put like percent N. Why are you looking at my profile? And then I, that gave up. me so much anxiety. Yes, <laughs> like Uptown Girl. Why are you looking at my profile? I know. I, I'm like, I, and then yeah, that gave me so much anxiety the first time it happened. Yes, yeah, because you know, of course, I, I, you know, I creep like a champ on social media. I had a whole secret screen name to creep on people with. I don't know what the point of that was. Why? But I don't know. Me and me and Haley created like a fake screen name but well both of us we created these fake screen names and we would like log Message on and people? talk about people we hated why would you do that on I fake screen know. names i you, can't remember now you were just gearing up to have a finsta i think so oh aim i miss i miss away messages 
Me too. I wish I could have them for, for life. I wish I could just post rant lyrics. And I wish we could have away messages so that people don't text us all the time. Because I don't like that people think they have access to me all you the time. You can do not disturb. Accept me. Um, yes, can- that's a new feature that I like. I like that too. That you put you put on do not disturb and it says like, Kayla is on silent mode or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's my that. sign to be like, I'm not going to talk to you right now. I usually have it on when I'm at work, though. So I, I don't think I ever have. I don't think I ever have it on. But I just don't respond if I don't want to. Yeah, you could do that too. That <laughs> you're allowed. I think it was like a novel thing. I think I learned this in therapy once. Saying goodbye to people in text messages. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I always feel really funny when I'm like, "Hey, I'm going to bed. I'll talk to you later." Because I'm like, I could just not respond. But, but it also ends the, con- even if you're not going to bed, you could also just end the conversation and just say, it was really nice talking to you. Goodbye. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also putting end times in events. Please leave by nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our, our darling Glennon and sister were talking about that. They got invited to something, her and uh, Glennon and Abby got invited to something and they said, it'll be, you know, the gathering will be from 3 PM to 6 PM. And they went, yeah, nobody puts end times. Or they put that. Remember, like, Facebook oh, invites you put the question mark? This party can go 6 all 6 p.m. Night. to question mark? But it that's when like we now. were young, so we could handle that. Now we're old, and we want to be in bed. I think I wanted to be in bed then. I didn't. I was a night owl. I still am, I but still I like am. to be a night owl by myself in my bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm more of a morning person, actually. You vacationed with me. Yeah, that's true. You're like my dad. You're like my on vacation. My dad gets he's like up at six o'clock in the morning. By the time we get up at eight, he's like, all right, what are we doing today? <laughs> I'm like, I need two hours, two cups of coffee. And then we'll talk. And I'm like ready to like cycle to Ethiopia to get you the coffee. I guess you need to vacation with my dad. <laughs> you guys are like, all right, let's go. Yeah, I would. Be, I have dad energy. I have definitely. Yeah, I have dad energy. That would be that would be fun, but you also need a good balance of people. You need somebody that um, you know wants to hike Appalachia, and somebody yeah. that would like a nap. You also, I don't nap. I don't either. No. Well, well, you need a high energy person and a low energy person. Yes, yes, I agree with that. All right. Well, cool. This was fun. So, uh, I mean, the only thing we changed was that we're together and we're recording video, but. So you can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter at BiopsychPod. I haven't tweeted in a long time. Don't really care for it. But you can find us there. We're there. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Biopsychosocial Bio-Psych- Podcast. Okay. And now you can find us on Patreon, too. And for $3 a month, you can see our lovely faces. I think we might do like a once a month thing, too, for our patrons. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. Maybe like a Q&A or... Maybe I can figure out how to stream a video game and we can do that every once in a while. That would be you fun. You can watch me fail through a video game. <laughs> yes. Well, then we, we should to- play we should play something scary. Oh god. So that we could both be like ah! <laughs> Okay, if we do that then we have to do something that I'm good at. Okay, like what? Well, we can rec- <laughs> we, we can GoPro, you can cycle and I can run next to Oh, day. I thought you meant like a video game that you're good at. I was there, like, you don't play video not, games. There is not a video game that I am good at. <laughs> okay. Oh, and we'll give you a shout out too on our podcast. Yeah. So take care of yourselves and each other and be excellent to one another. Do hard things, do easy things. I was going to say something that was related to Darlie. Uh, Get breast implants if you want them.
wear flashy outfits, even if somebody thinks you murdered somebody because of it. Especially, Especially if somebody that. thinks you murdered someone. Yeah. But we love you. We love and you. We'll see you. See you. Or wherever next time. Now right. you know who's who. All right, bye. <laughs>